0: are you a business owner this spring amplify your business and support hrn's mission by becoming a business member hrn is dedicated to spotlighting small businesses that keep our communities vibrant with a 500 dollars business membership hrn can shine a light on your work and you can help sustain our mission to transform the way people think about food as a thank you for this tax-deductible donation your business will receive on-air mentions Social media posts, listings on our website, and more. You will also play an essential role in keeping nonprofit food radio on the air. Go to heritageradionetwork.org/biz to become a business member today. That’s heritageradionetwork.org/biZ.
1: My name is Courtney Shizzle-McGrini, I'm the executive editor of 750 Daily and Beverage Media Group, Um, and I'm joined here by three phenomenal growers today, and we're going to talk about Carignan. Um, So I'd love for you to each introduce yourselves and your wineries.
2: Okay, so hello everybody. My name is Ferran Lacruz, and I am... A grower in Catalonia, in, in in an area that is called Panades, which is more or less located 50 kilometers south of Bar- south Bar- south Barcelona, and well, it's it's basically known as the area of of Cava, but uh, so, sometimes we have this kind of bad reputation because Cava sometimes is known as this uh, area of, of lots of bottles and lots of grapes, but. Uh, we try to show that from these areas, it's also in interesting to, to, to offer other views, to offer other, other, other intentions and, and to try to, to enhance areas that maybe has had like a bad heritage. So our goal there is, is try to, to produce honest wines, wines which, which we believe in. And, and yes, uh, in 2018, we start with this idea, with this motivation on trying to, to make these wines to, which were like representative of, of Panadés. And yeah, that's basically a, a bit and brief introduction to, to our, our goal. Fantastic.
3: Hello, you and me. <laughs> I'm France. I'm working very close to PU. Uh, it's uh, Catalonia Francaise. And we have uh, Cat- Carignan, is a uh, very local group, and uh, it was nearly killed by the cooperative system, but. I believe we, we keep it on a very poor ground and uh, just another vinification. And uh, I, I come from another part of France, but uh, I, sta- I start in, two, in 26, uh, in the Roussillon area, and I am by old Carignan, very old. And I try to, uh, to find a good expression. Thank you. Wonderful.
0: Uh, William with William with two shepherds. <laughs> I am from the Russian River Valley in Sonoma. Uh, this is our fourth raw New York and our thirteenth vintage. So we started as a little teeny winery making 175 cases. Today we're at about 4,000, or uh, I have to convert that to bottles. 48,000 bottles <laughs> to speak bilingually of these things, the leaders and everything else. Um, so, we specialize in our own varieties. Um, and in the case of the Carignan, it's not uncommon in California. We don't own the vineyard. We'll talk about more this. We lease it, but we do grow two varieties on the small piece of property. Um, I didn't come from a multi generational wine family. It wasn't an inherited any land. And land is about $200,000 an acre in California in Sonoma to plant. So, just a little tiny bit.
1: Fantastic. So before we start pouring some wine today, I'd love to talk with you all a little bit about Carignan in general. You know, we're looking at two regions in which Carignan is fairly um, uh, important locally and one region in which it's kind of an anomaly. So um, tell us a little bit about how Carignan performs in the vineyard and then also in the cellar.
2: Well, so... In my case, firstly, I would like to introduce a bit the backgrounds of Carignan Blanc, because Carignan Blanc is a great that it's nearly kind of lost, but it's funny because at the mid, uh, like at the middle of the last century, so around 1950, I, I mean, it was registered that we were talking about almost two hectares in the wall of Carignan Blanc, and nowadays we are basically talking about almost 200 hectares. So. We, there we can see that, that something happened and basically this thing that happened it's, it's it's social Economist, Uh grades which were much much more productive and, and grades which were let's say much more resistant and easy to work in the vineyards were the ones which replaced all these carignan Blanc hectares So we it, it happens in carignan Blanc, but it happens in other in other grades, but focusing on that one it, it really happened this. So uh, Talking about Carignan and talking about my area, um, I have to say that, that nowadays Carignan Blanc is not really uh, typical there, but it used to be, because of course we are talking about the Mediterranean grape, and before Philoxera it was spread out through the whole Mediterranean shore. Uh, nowadays it's basically focused on the south of France, uh, also North Catalonia, uh, but I thought that it could be a really interesting grape. To plant in our in our region basically because panades every year is warmer and warmer every year it's raining more sorry it's raining it, it's raining the less so it's kind of difficult to arrive at this really interesting brightness point of good alcohol and good acidity and also having a good phenolics a good skin so so with sometimes with our local grapes this is turning something a bit difficult and i start looking for grapes which could have this skill of keeping good freshness, keeping good acidity, and having the skill to to arrive at a good modulation point. And I notice and I hear about Carignan, And I and, and I start getting informed about about this about this grape. And eight years ago we decided to plant uh, this, this, this grape in our area. So how is this grape? It's basically a grape that that when in a young stage is so productive, it's really productive. Uh, so, so somehow, if you want to achieve a, a quality wine of this grape, you need to to balance the vineyard. To, you need to stop a bit the vineyards and, and and make down a bit all these profits. So we planted in a really calcaric soil, basically in panadeja our soils are argilo-calcare. So we look with we, we try to locate the parcel that we have that was much more calcare to stop a bit this plan and to slow down and to slow down all this powerful that, that it's having. And then we we also decide at, at least at the moment to work in a training system which is a double bouillot. So it's a system that every year you need to construct the skeleton of the plant so it's a way to stop all this vegetal force that the plan is having. So yes, this is this is how, how it's planned. And and indeed it, it's, it's working good. We try to I mean we're having low profit but we also try to, to, to make a really good green pruning because it's so sensitive to all this humidity. In my area, even though it's not raining, people could think, wow, this is a place that, that it's not, it's easy to work the vineyards because it's not raining and, and we're not having really much humidity. But we do have, because we live 15 kilometers away from the Mediterranean Sea, so all the wind is coming. And this wind is humid so our percentage of humidity is we talk about an 85 percent of humidity and that's and that's important that's a lot so when we have this humidity and we have warm that's the festival for the fungus so (laughs) we it's really like this that's why we really try to have the vineyard ventilated because this grape it's a I, i don't know if you have in mind the grape which is so stuck which is all the grapes are so together so Macarignan Blanc, it's kind of the same. So we try to have it ventilated to, to, to let the grape be healthy and to let the grape be uh, like develop and, and have a good uh, um, ripening process. And then in winery, um, it is a really reductive grape, really reductive. So we work it in a way which is a macerated um, um, Cariña Blanc. So we, our, our idea always is to bring clean wines on the table. And we really try to be careful on the reductions to not have a, like an endemic reduction in, in the wine. And, and yes, uh, it, I mean it's so it's reductive, but it's, it's a great that uh, due to its acidity it has a really, really big bottle potential. So we can enjoy it now, but I'm sure that if we drink wine from Carignan blanc from, from all vintages, the wine will be so alive because it's so, it's so gentle and it's so cool to have the opportunity of working with this grape, because for, for, for me, it's, it's the way to, to keep on making like high-quality wines in our area, areas which are, which are warm. Mm. Fantastic.
1: I know that we talked a lot about um, Cajoloni specifically. I'm going to start pouring your wine, if that's okay, while both of you talk a little bit more about how you approach Carignan in, in your vineyards. Does that work? Yep. Perfect. Perfect.
3: Then. Yes. Uh, I can. I can follow what, uh, what what you say. What you say. And uh, in my place, we are quite high place. Um, I. Um, it's quite dry and it's, it's quite uh, ventilated with the north most main north, north, north wind. And but it is changing with the changing of the climate. And yes, it's important to have a. Very ventilated climate. I observe the, the old vines in Cairgnon. I use Cairgnon Noir. I, I will have some Cairgnon Blanc, but I, have, I use black Cairgnon. And um, old vines, we can have very old vines with Cairgnon. They, they are very adapted with our climate. And they were planted uh, in the past in, on a square, very straight. As the the horse can can pass, and then we we work a lot by hand. And the first enemy of vines is tractor, is engine, because we we often um, hurt. And pruning is absolutely uh, necessary to get to get fruit, but it's also a way to. Um, it's a way to. It's, a, it's really the. Uh, <laughs> the contact with uh, with human and uh, vegetables, the pruning, it makes fruit, it makes the verticality, and we can uh, make a, we can make a, like prune as a bush, and it's a very good conduit uh, vine to to longevity, and we have a lot of very old vines in Cagnon Noir, Cagnon and it is it is a pruning which allows some during summer some shadow and some some light moving and it, is, it makes it uh good for the vines and for the soil too if you have a a, a large bush with a, a shadow on on the ground when it is very hot very very interesting for growing and for last, to have uh, some vines last. And in my case, we have very poor uh, soil. It's more acidic, it's more nice soil. I have, it's a mix of metamorphic soil, very, very draining. And it makes, uh, you have each foot of vines as an individual and makes its taste finally in all vines. And when we have an old parcel of wines, it's like assemblage with uh, all all the vines. Then uh, it's interesting to to work by hand, and we we can do it on on some very old uh, parcel. Then I have here, I have a young canyon uh, on the granite, and old canyon in nice, sorry. And you have two profiles, very different.
0: Okay, is it back on? All right. Um, so I've only I've been lucky in that, and I started working with Carignan in 2013. I started in 2010, and I just lucked out. And it's actually somewhat the nature of the beast in California. So the vineyard that we leased, um, which we share with one other winery, is about 45 minutes north in Hopland, Mendocino, on the eastern side of Mendocino, which is a Extreme hot Mediterranean climate, and the reality of Carignan in California is similar stories in some of France and Spain. Is that in the '70s we had over twenty-eight thousand acres or eleven thousand hectares. Today we have two thousand five hundred acres. So all of the Carignan that is left is primarily old vine. I've got some data. There was there's been maybe twelve acres in the last two years replanted. So nobody's putting back in Carignan. <laughs> Frankly, Carignan is. Uh, It's one of the most exciting varieties I work with. It immediately became, to get this vineyard, we had to agree to take half of a very large, and it was a very tiny winery at the time. So we learned to be very creative with Carignan. We make it three different ways. We're gonna show you our carbonic expression today. It is the perfect grape for California. We should be ripping out Pinot Noir in half the places that it's planted and putting in Carignan. And I've had Pinot Noir growers come to the winery and buy Carignan and Vermentino. And I'm like, gee, having a little problem with the heat in your Pinot vineyard, are you? Um, It's resilient. It's easy to grow. We'll probably talk about its history. You know, it was its own worst enemy. When it's young vine, it's insanely vigorous. So it got this reputation in France and California as a trash wine. And the majority of those 28,000 acres was in the Central Coast making jug wine. Probably wasn't even very good clones of Carignan. I haven't seen them, but they talk about the old days of of Grenache in California and Grenache berries the size of golf balls so we didn't necessarily have the best clonal material 200 years ago um, so it's a it's a phenomenal grape and it's uh, I originally was not that in keen with it it tends to be a grape that is very can be very big and tannic and expressive and that's the expressions I've had from all over and I had a bottle from somebody from this vineyard that was a little bit lighter which is just my personal palate and I was like wow you can tame this beast and so I've Spent the last eight years trying to tame the beast.
1: Nice. Well, we'll get to tr- see how you tamed it in a little while. But let's talk about the wine in our glasses, since I'm sure if you haven't already, we're all dying to taste it. Um, Fran, tell us a little bit about the origin of this wine. You told us a little bit already, but how long have you been making this wine?
2: Yeah, so this wine, it, it's the third year that I make it. Now you're tasting the third vintage that I make it, so the vintage 2020, if I'm not wrong, yeah, exactly. So, so yes, uh, here, the, the intention of this wine, I mean, so, sometimes when we talk about Carignan, the concept that it usually comes to our mind is something much more rustic, something a bit that uh, it's not so gentle, it, it needs time to to, to to integrate everything. And yes, so, sometimes it's too big, it's true because it's one of the characteristics of this grape, but, but um, here, my my inspiration here was the fact of making a maceration wine. Right? Uh, the the first as a curiosity, the, the first year I vinified this, it was in, in 2017. Uh, I vinified not as a measurative wine, I vinified just the just the little bit that, that I had as a normal wine. So a press, so, so a direct press. And the wine was good. The wine was was interesting. But the next year I thought, why not doing it? skin fermented, and, and, and now with experience I think that it's the key, because it's really enhancing all the things of the wine, it's enhancing the aromatics, it's enhancing the mouth, it's giving texture, so, so I think that, that this grape really deserves this, it's like bringing it at the next level. Here for focusing on, on that wine, just to explain a bit the vinification and then if you want we, we can talk about how this wine is and how it's behaving. So, which is my intention behind here, behind this wine, is basically trying to integrate um, uh, this maceration. So, make the maceration be part of the wine and not feeling that the tannins are going in a way and that the wine is going to another one. So, ma- basically trying to make a sublime and soft maceration. So, I did, uh, I mean, when I received the grapes, when we harvest them, uh, we pressed the 50%, the other 50% was was this stem, and we mixed these both parts. So while the whole fermentation, which lasts for more or less three weeks, we were doing pichage every day. But when the fermentation was over, we decided to move the wine to another tank and keeping just a 30% of the skins. And making a maceration, this vintage was 50 days with the skin. So, so by working with this little amount of skins, what do you gain? You basically gain, it's like cooking in, lo- in low temperature. Uh, You cook everything, you cook all the food, but keeping all the aromas, keeping the food much more tasty, much more soft. So it was the same. It was kind of the same inspiration, making a really slow and really slow session of all the skin compounds to make the wine have balance. And then as this grape is so reductive, really reductive. So we decided to stop this maceration the moment that when we have the wine in glass and we move that and we feel that the maceration sorry, that the reduction is too hard, this moment is when we say, okay, stop macerating, and uh, we start the aging in amphoras, because the amphora is a vessel which is so open, the oxygen goes through so easily, and is opening up again the wine, and also it's making like rounder this acidity, ma- making the wine much more m- much more gentle. So yes, it aged around five months in amphora, and, and then we just gave bottle to give to give calm. And well, I think it turned into a, A really gastronomic wine. It turns into a wine that it's showing a lot on the aromatics, but the mouth. I I think that it's so structured, but it's not these hard tannins that sometimes are are kind of a bit annoying. So here we just want to make a wine a bit a bit gentle, a bit a bit cool and and, and interesting, and show this other phase of of the Carignan and also of the white Mm wine. Well, it's delicious.
1: Um, how did you first have the idea to work with Carignan Blanc, since it's not so typical?
2: It was basically because I was afraid that if we want to keep on making kind of high quality wines in my area, I was afraid that maybe Charello wouldn't have the skill of keeping the acidity and, keeping and also being mature. So, I mean, maybe there is something crazy, but for us it's so difficult. To have these levels of freshness with 12 or 12 and a half alcoholic degrees, because if you go to these levels of 12, of, of, of alcohol with other grapes in our area, you've got no acidity, so so the wine won't be able to to have bottle potential. So that was a bit the the idea of 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 going for Carignan, of, of trying to. It's basically always the goal of making of enhancing my area and I think that this is a grape that it really fits well there because it's so so calcaric we were basically down down the sea so our natural soil is is, is so calcaric and it's and it's really fitting good and even by so by being by being calcaric uh, you concentrate even more the grapes absolutely
1: are there any other growers in your area who have kind of seen what you've done with Karen Jean Blanc and are are buying into the idea that it's a good grape for your area?
2: Yes, indeed. Um, a few, few growers of the area, they tasted the wine and they asked me for wood. So I gave them wood and I, and I feel so happy of it because I feel that it's a way of, of, of going all together for, for making a better area and for mm-hmm. making a better Penedès. So, so yes, I think that, that soon new wines of, of, of this grape are going to come and I hope Someday Panades would be also known for, for the Cariñans because it's Mediterranean, but it is also a place for it.
1: Fantastic. Any questions about this wine from anyone here? We can also ask questions at the end, but I figured while well it's in our glasses. Okay. Cool, Um, so William has gone on record to say that he would look for Carignan Gris over Carignan Blanc if he could, but right now we're looking at Carignan Noir and we're looking at a carbonic Carignan. So tell us a little bit about the origin of this wine and um, why you approached it in this way and I'll pour it for everyone else. Uh,
0: So we do Carignan now two ways, for a while we did Rosé. When we first got Carignan, we went from uh, two tons to working with about five to ten tons. And at the first vintage, I just made 100% regular red Carignan, and I realized it was going to take us two years to sell it at this size. And so, what else could we do with with the grape? It was this was back in 2017. We were starting to see a lot of nouveau and car- carbonic wines coming on the marketplace in California, and most of them were pretty horrible. <laughs> so. I, was, I bought a lot of them and talked to people, and I tried to figure out where they were going wrong. I'm not an expert on carbonic. And so we just did a science project that has turned into the most successful version of this. And the goal was, what I learned quickly was the word carbonic is fairly widely misused. It's become a popular term in wines that our whole cluster will refer to as carbonic. You can argue with me later if you want. Uh, We're not gonna do it now, but it's not. So carbonic maceration is an environment where you remove all the oxygen and you force the fermentation to start strictly by the enzyme inside the grape. And so to do that, um, we're not a sophisticated winery. We don't ferment anything in tanks. So we take the grapes directly from the vineyard. Don't destem them, which is important because you don't want juice, you want dry grapes. Lower them in a variety of small one-ton variable capacity tanks, which are meant to hold juice, not grapes. Um, Layer them with dry ice, and then gas the bottom. There's a valve at the bottom. We take argon, a heavy gas. Same thing when we we bottle, we sparge. Push out all the oxygen, and these lids are completely sealable. Um, Put a fermentation bung on them because they produce a tiny amount of CO2, but not very much. And then we don't touch it for two and a half weeks. And then talking to my peers, like, oh, we open it up every day, and we we pour juice over, and we do this, and we do that. And like, it was really nail-biting as a winemaker to not open something for two and a half weeks, right? It's against our instinct. Every day we want to taste and smell and touch. But that that was the key. And when you open the tank up in two and a half weeks, we finally got one VC that had a door. It didn't make any difference. You open the door. The clusters have not broken down whatsoever. They've all expanded. They look like they're pregnant. Um, and so the beauty of it is you've got a sealed vessel, right, with no air, and you've got a ton of grapes, and they're basically sealed grape bubbles. And so all the juice is fermenting in two and a half weeks, only about 15%. And so all the aromas and the esters that would usually be just blowing off and volatizing in the air, they're all trapped in there. And so you get this uh, original idea was going to pour our regular carignan next to our carbo because they're so different. The color's different. The flavors are different. And I think... Some of these more rustic varieties like Carignan, Zinfandel, Syrah do a better carbonic than heaven forbid the traditional Gamay Beaujolais. You're not getting that bubble gummy kind of flavor that you can get depending on that because you've kind of got a more rustic grape and you're releasing the really beautiful aromatics that that Carignan can have. Um, This is the least favorite wine to make at the winery. When it's done in two and a half weeks, we open up the stainless steel tanks. Uh, The one that has a door doesn't work because the grapes are so intact. Like, usually when you, when you open up a tank door and you ferment in, the grapes have turned to mush. So you open up the door and out comes a flood. So nothing falls out. So we basically spend the entire day bucketing out five tons of grapes in five-gallon buckets, passing them out to the people, trying not to asphyxiate while we, while we get them and load them into the press. Uh, Lorenzo, my assistant winemaker, hates carbonic carignade. Um But the result is one of our most widely loved, popular... It's a clear glass, chillable red. We don't mean for you to age it. Our regular Carignan, we bottle age two to three years before we release, and um, it's been really fun.
1: I love this wine. This has been one of my favorite wines since I tried it two years ago, and it's named after your kitten. Yes, yes I am. Wiley.
0: We didn't talk about it, but we have a farm, in, or maybe I did, I can't remember. I've got long COVID. Um, we have is true. We have a farm with 17 animals, dogs, cats, animals, goats, and they all have their own various labels. And this has our first cat ever, Y-Leaves, a little caricature of them on the back. So we have two indoor-outdoor kitties that kill all the gophers in my vineyard, so they, they get extra treats when they kill gophers.
1: So remind me, what
0: was the first vintage of this wine again? Uh, I started regular regular Carignan in 2013, but I didn't introduce Carbonic until 2018, and I just did 35 cases that year just to try. This is pretty common. We Every year I make something new. I do about 17 wines a year. And so if it works great, if we wrap up production. If it doesn't, we kill it. So we were doing about 300, 400 cases a year. Uh, as I was explaining earlier, we were hit... The North Coast had a 75% loss of Carignan in California. There was none to be found anywhere. These are all dry farmed old vine vineyards, and dry farming doesn't mean you, you don't need water, it just means you don't add water. So, without, and with the soil types here that are clay that don't um, hold soil as well, water as well, and the roots can't go down as far, uh, it's, it's the, the one issue that we have with this is. Carignan's going to have to plant it in areas of more sandy soils and other places as Mm -hmm. well that have better water retention.
1: Have you seen more carignan coming out of the north coast or from Sonoma in general?
0: Nobody's planting anymore, but what is now that the natural wine movement has gone from a fad to to mainstream... it's a, it's a very popular grape in this, this circle. And, you know, in, in California, we have hundreds of new small wineries and winemakers because of Custom Crush, all making small tonnage lots. And everybody wants, everybody wants Carignan. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And why is it that Carignan has become so popular in these types of circles, like among the natural organic biodynamic set?
0: I think it's an easy grape to work with. It's one that um, you know its reputation for years was it was used for blending because it brought color to the table and acidity. So it is a grape that you can you can let ripen more. This has been your we can't get it past twenty one bricks or twenty one percent sugar, um, which is all I want anyway. But as it gets riper, unlike other varieties, it will retain its acidity um, as, as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And it's actually very valuable. I've used it in blending in with Grenache, Syrah, Mourvedre before, which is kind of untraditional. But the, my best vintage of my blend was the year that I put some some Carignan in it.
1: So the the hard question: which do you prefer, the carbonic or the traditional Carignan that you make?
0: It depends on the vintage.
1: Okay. What about <laughs> this vintage?
0: Uh, this vintage, I like there, I like the regular Carignan better, but. Um, which is funny because the public has actually liked this vintage of the Carbonic more than anyone I've ever made. And I like it. It's a little less crunchy this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I like the crunchiness, but I think um, by far and away, this has been the most responsive to of any vintage we've made. Fantastic. But I, I got bad news for you. I could make the wine, so it's going back to being crunchy. <laughs> oh,
1: nice. I like a crunchy wine,
2: so it's good.
1: <laughs> um, so. Any questions from anyone here about this wine?
2: Eddie? Yeah,
3: so you see and
0: it's just and Yeah, so that's a good, I didn't finish, so I should be clarified. So it it only ferments in two and a half weeks about 15%, which is one of the reasons why we don't die from CS2 asphyxiation when we're taking the grapes out. And so we press it off the skins, uh, we bucket it out, load it in the press, press it off the skins, right back to the same stainless steel variable capacity tanks. Um, this is the only wine I've made in 13 years, including rosé that never sees any wood whatsoever. Um, And for those pundits who don't believe in native yeast, which, trust me, in California, you're still a witch in half the state if you use native yeast. Um, This is a grapes that went from a vineyard, sealed in a tank, to a press and back out. And in that three hours, three to six hours of ambient air is all it needs to finish native yeast and native malloc. So it finishes both. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole it's a whole cluster pressed in. The juice is eighty percent sweet. It goes. It picks up native yeast ambiently in the winery. Our winery has never had any fermentations in it until we started the building in twenty fifteen. Um, so we know we have a true native yeast. There's never been a. You get shot if you bring yeast packets into my winery.
1: <laughs> no sourdough during the pandemic at your winery.
0: Um, yeah, and so then we just. Uh, Car- Carignan is the most sediment-heavy grape I've ever worked with. So we used to rack it twice, and we'd have a purple plug like this in our. In our so now we rack it typically three times, and it still will be pretty, um, uh, pretty chunky, but it's fine. It's yeast cells. It's B, it's B vitamins. It's good for you.
1: Any other questions? Yeah.
0: Argon is that so we keep argon and nitrogen in the winery. Argon is the heaviest gas there is, so it does the best suppression. Yeah, yeah. Let it blow for five minutes, then seal it. And in the event, it doesn't happen very often because it's usually not a good thing, but in the event one of the lids fails in the tank, um, we reseal it. But at that point, you only need air. That's usually going to ferment a lot more aggressively. One time, we just that's why we do as many small tanks as we can. also not to depress the berries because we don't want them to crush their own weight off. We want dry berries in there. Any others? Did you guys like it?
3: (laughs) Very fruity. Yeah.
0: Hey. No, so we do three canned sparkling wines, and this wine is the magic juice for. Um, I'll take off my shirt later. I got the bucking Luna. So we do a canned sparkling red um, that has our baby donkey Luna kicking the Trump and the coronavirus in the face. <laughs> and sorry if there's any Trumpies in here, but hey. Um, and so the the bucking the bucking Luna, the the secret sauce is this wine. So we we retain some of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Um, and now we're going over to Roussillon, or French Catalonia, as you called it. Um, will you tell us a little bit more about this wine and, and the creation of this wine?
3: Yes. Then here, you will have you have two, two reds because I have not a lot of sample with me, bottles. And we will, you will have um, a Young Vines, 21. Yes, it's a uh, for the, for the vat, on granite soil, it's the vines are 12 years old. And um, yes, more and more I try, I'm in a place it's 500 meters high and it gives granite and the altitude gives a very good freshness. And uh, this year, in 21 we have a good year. We can, uh, we can uh, wait for harvest because freshness. We have a big uh, night and, and day temperature. And uh, then the, the tannins has a good uh, maturity. <coughs> then in, in, in this one, we can make the, I try to make all the aging in concrete vets, right? concrete round. And it is of course very thick and very well uh, closed, but it's, it makes a breath. This uh, this type of uh, a vat. In in uh, it's very different than in uh, stainless, for instance. Then it is infusion. Wines the vines are distemmed and it's only infusion. Very simple. Thank you. Very simple vinification, uh, it's great. We have, uh, we, we for all the, then I work on 10 hectares and for all the, the domain uh, we don't uh, fertilize but only we, we plant some cereals, some, uh, some plants between the vines to have more life, more insects and to, to get the monoculture. All around the vines, we have a lot of uh, Garriga, uh oak tree, green, a lot around. So then I, I I like to maintain most of natural environment around the vines, and uh, and we have some some vintage are very sim- simple, and in in 21 we can uh, can work very. Uh, really just uh it's a grape, you know it's a grape, just no extraction, very few um intervention of the wine and quite no nothing <laughs> yes, just this is lovely it's very uh, fresh it's very simple very um it it is high fresh we have a north wind very very uh you know where is Rousillon situated it's mm-hmm. very south of France. It makes, Next, Catalonia, France, And uh, with the altitude and the soil, we can have this freshness.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. You
1: work within cooler um, parts of Roussillon, yes? Yes.
3: The altitude makes a lot. Mm-hmm. And the north wind too. Yes, it is. And, and, uh, and as my colleague has said, uh, Gagnon uh, have a good acidity, of mm-hmm. course. Really.
1: <laughs> and this okay. is a part of the world in which Carignan has been historically important as well as now, yes?
3: Yes, this is, I, I played uh, in our area uh, before, there is uh, vines only on the very slope, mm-hmm. very very slope. And we see, if you see the, the landscape, it's uh, the old vines were uh, on the very, 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 my English. Like and now the vines, a moment, um, were everywhere, mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. But before, on the flat, there is an uh, animal, cereals. it's was well, it's well more mixed, right. and there is a, a cooperative system, which put vines every flat place. Mm-hmm. This is a eye plate, and there were no vines before a time, but now it is mixed. We have a lot of garagi. Some vines, some cereals, some animals. You can to make more, more balanced. Mm-hmm. Not only vines, in the yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, of course. Can't. How have attitudes around this great variety changed in your region over time?
3: Sorry again. My How
1: have um, you know the mentalities or the approach to Carignan changed in Roussillon over time? Um.
3: The, the approach of Océan, in in ocean or my domain, uh, in the region
1: in general yes yeah uh,
3: with cooperative system it was the worst because the plants with um, normally with canyon is very well and very cool soil and with a lot of rock and you, you cannot attend uh, big yield. Mm-hmm. it's very good to 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 keep to keep it uh uh, a little uh, yeah, and they have to, to find the water then with the roots mm-hmm. and the system with irrigation etc. cetera it's, it's no sense totally no sense if you produce too much you will have a very um, aqua aqua wine mm. <laughs> or a lot of thickness you know yeah. and then we have some concentration and also it is um uh concentration and your, your vine is uh, able to find the water itself and very resistant with uh, dryness, mm-hmm. dryness. If we have, because in our place we can have uh, hot, but it's not so crazy, but hot, dry, right. and in the winter, cold mm-hmm. too. Okay. We, we have the two, yes. But, the and Yes, It's if you have big yield, taste is not the same and mm-hmm. also the vine's not so uh, strong uh, stronger, right. yes, to find uh, the water, to find its fruit, Right. Fruit. That makes sense. Yes. Shall
1: I pour your second wine oh, here? Oh yes, please.
3: Yes. It's very different. The second is um, a 17. It is all vines here, all vines in lace, sorry. It was granite, sorry. Would you like to
1: tell us a little bit more about working with old vines
3: for this... Um, these, these vines? Yeah. yeah. then. In in these bottles, the name is franc it's a 17, Um, you have um, old vines planted in, uh, the oldest place are planted in 19, and we have some in uh, 1954 and some in 1978. And 17 was uh, vintage, very rapid. Often we have, uh, you know, the, the vines, we have the, the start, but the but start around the first of April in our area, about and and uh, uh, and this year it's arrived three weeks ago. It's very very without the climate. totally challenging because we have some steps very very precise. The buds, the flower, the verison and you have. The, the vines change totally, and you have some stage very important and then we we start it starts three weeks earlier than usual and um, and we have to run uh, <laughs> all the time after the vines and it, it was it was very very uh, quick and uh, it was like a race and uh, Finally, I harvest very, very early usually i all Gagnon, I was around end of September, and in seventeen. Uh, I was very early, and now it is very long to open itself. <laughs> I have some. It's not for me the my favorite tireur. Uh, 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 yes, all all was very uh, healthy. Really, but we have. Uh, it, 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 yes, it is all uh, old Carignan, perhaps a little close yet, but yes, you have the, normally it's very terroir wine.
1: Yeah, these wines are very different, as we can see. Do you think it will open up a bit more over time? Sure,
3: sure. sure perhaps it needs years more, you know? hmm but the juice is, uh, is, is clean too, fresh, yes, it's, it's quite fruit too, yes. Absolutely. So
1: I think we've seen several different styles of Carignan here, and we've talked a little bit about, you know, why especially natural and organic and biodynamic winemakers love Carignan. Do you think that we'll see more Carignan and a more varied style of Carignan in the future? anyone
2: can go whoever would like to well, yeah well I, I think that we will have that basically because we've got a global problem which is the warming up and mm-hmm. I think that Carinyan is, is is a, is a great uh, I think that it's maybe what I will say it's not making sense but it, it's a great made for this problem because it's really having the skills for, for being adapted to, to, to this unfortunately actuality that, that, that we are having because of, I mean, I think it's rusticity makes bottle potential, makes, makes the skills that the Greek has to, to, to age good. And also, fo- focusing on, on the one that I know, this acidity is, is, is a treasure that, that we have. And I think that Carinyan uh, will be important. It's important, but will be a bit more, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. Any other thoughts on the topic, or summed it up well. Yes. <laughs> Any questions from the group on um, both the Revi wines and on on anything that we've tried today? Everyone's just so happy with tasting everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, I to,
3: yeah, of I course. Canyon for me, as I agree. It's also middle tannin. It's not very big tannin. Right. And the problem is to uh, it's I'm very uh, why it is so sublime. And uh, he makes uh, perhaps in uh, two, five or more years will be so uh, sublime yours. And uh, to to have a carbonic, uh, canyon it's not very uh, usual. No. <laughs> and it's and, and yours is so fresh. And but we have uh, some rusticity. It's more reductive. Mm-hmm. And yes we have to, to, to play on uh, yes but in our place we have um, it was in italy they, they, they keep uh, a lot of old grapes mm-hmm. in france the system a cooperative system in not um, put out a lot of white grapes mm-hmm. which have uh, is good with also little yield and uh, some condition mm-hmm. and more and more people are interested in And then we have a a beautiful diversity,
0: more, again. That's a a great point.
1: What is it about Carignan that makes it work so well with so many different styles? Obviously, all the wines we tried are very different today. Is it a matter of adapting to terroir, of being very flexible with the winemaking process?
0: I I think in part it's because it's a grape that has retains its acidity as it, mm-hmm. as it ripens. So it gives you a lot of tools right there. Like you couldn't make a fresh carbonic carignan with a variety that had, I mean, this is six, 6.8 grams per liter of acidity that's quite high, but then the, the the nature of the grape, the rustic nature rounds it out and, and completes it. So it, it gives a winemaker a lot of tools. If you want to make a big extracted wine, and there are plenty of examples of that, you know, it'll give you that. If you want to make it fresh and bright, that's a 2017 that may that still as fresh as can yeah. be and that's because of the acidity it just it, it gives you so many tools i think we're just starting to explore the possibilities um, the, you don't see much carignan rosé for example it's another mm-hmm. another great example that that i've dabbled with but hasn't been done and then getting uh, i've i've seen but don't have carignan gris in the languedoc which i'm obsessed with grace varieties. so <laughs> <laughs> i want to get some <laughs> i don't have any i have to come steal some <laughs>
1: So watch what he brings back in his carry-on the next time he flies over. You know?
0: Carry-on, carry-on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anything else to add on anything that we've talked about today on why you love working with Karen Jan? Anything that everyone here should know?
3: For, for me, it's a real uh, challenge because it's about uh, rustic too. There is some rusticity, but mm-hmm. we can find some uh, delicatessen too, and it's our work. To, to, to find
1: this, uh, yes, this finesse. Yes, it is. <laughs> Great.
3: Fantastic.
1: Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our growers for sharing their wonderful wines. Drink more Carignan
0: <laughs> Yes, please.
3: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you.